Hello and welcome back to the Mad Cinema Show. I'm Scott G. And I'm Phil D. Well, Philip. Well. We've, um, uh, times are a-changing. And the times, they are a-changing. <laughs> I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> so we've got, uh, some, uh, news. See, he plays me like a fiddle. Do you see this, guys? <laughs> Sounds more like a trumpet. It's the world's tiniest fiddle. Tiniest Playing fiddle. for the waitresses. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to fucking type. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, Steve Buscemi. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I say that every morning when I wake up. <laughs> you look in the mirror. The thanks, thanks, Thank Steve you, Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Where would any of us be without me? Hello, fellow kids. Anyway, we have a show. What yeah, are, what's we our do. Show what are about? we talking? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so as what I was getting at is, yeah, we are probably about to uh, make a few changes. Yeah. Um. So, um, you good. Uh, so we have, if, for anybody that, uh, doesn't know, we have, uh, not only been, uh, recording and, uh, producing this podcast, but we've been, uh, producing a video game podcast, the Occasionally Relevant Gaming Show. We talk about it occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. That's <laughs> what the whole show is about. Um, but, you know, we, we've been talking, things are moving, uh, and, uh, we were thinking to possibly uh merge those two into one singular uh podcast um more with uh segments rather than just long form single topic exactly yeah yeah, yeah kind of thing um main uh the the reason i wanted to do this is because i have you know i have other interests outside of those two things uh, me too you know uh, they all kind of occupy the same space but you know i feel weird bringing up you know obscure 80s and 90s animes ovas you know when i'm talking about you know a movie you know, yeah, you yeah. Know? it's 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 weird to go from you know whatever film straight to do you feel like you're up too loud i feel like i'm clipping you clipping okay so we adjusted some things so sorry guys uh here speak hey i'm speaking this is me speaking and i'm getting louder now Hey, sorry about oh, there's all crud of... in the line. We're cutting all of this out. This yeah. is not happening. They are not getting this part. Nope, you're not getting this one, guys. Hey, speak loud. Hey, I'm speaking loud now. How's that? That sounds good. I think there's a little crust in this. Man, I'm going to have to take this to David and get him to clean it out. Uh, uh, sorry, guys, for <laughs> what you did not just hear. That's right. That's all cut out now by <laughs> Scott, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it is and or will be. Well, thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're thank still clipping. Thank you, future me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you did a good job, me. Oh, in man. the future. <laughs> I thought I thought you guys wouldn't recognize us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back on topic. We're planning on smushing these two podcasts together, doing one big show. Yeah. Probably gonna be a lot longer format. Uh we still gotta work some stuff out and uh yeah. 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 So be on the lookout for that. Name pending. Name pending P potentially. We're potentially gonna steal the name from our other one and change it slightly. We'll, yeah. We will let you know as soon as we have a logo. How's that? Absolutely. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I don't I don't know what it sounds like to you guys. I don't know. Hopefully after that uh level adjustment it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, yeah, when you laughed it didn't peak too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're good. good. Think Yay, we're good. Yay, we're good. 
Okay. Uh, so, so about this house. About a hey, hey, the house that Jack built. That one. Because that one right that's there. what we're talking about today, Philip. That is the main topic of this podcast. It came out in 2018. It was directed by Lars von Trier, Ooh. starring <laughs> Matt Dillon, Bruno Gantz, and Uma Thurman. Yeah. And oh, it's also got um, what's his name in it? Um. Oh, uh, dude, he's in he's in Solaris and he's in uh, he he's he's Balder and God of War four. What's that guy's name? Uh, fuck. It, it's it's got to be right here. Uh, oh, that guy right there. Yeah, Jeremy Davies. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. Jeremy Davies. Yeah, Jeremy Davies is just like a, a normal gun store owner. That, oh yeah, that, dude. That knows who what like what's up, and yeah. I love when his character gets. Oh, absolutely. So, so anyway, let's let's talk about this one. So so this was a movie that you actually brought to my attention. Yeah, and yeah. um, you know, I I mean, I'll be I'll be straight with you. I like fucked up movies. I think we've talked about this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like the fucked up movies. Um, and Lars von Trier. It makes fucked up movies. Uh, He's very much that, so. You know? Very much so. Um, I I haven't seen any of his other work other than Magnolia. Oh Jesus! And I'm gonna be completely honest. That movie is so fucking boring. I honestly can't remember anything about that movie whatsoever. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure that I really like Magnolia either. Uh, yeah. So I know what you mean there. You have you ever seen Melancholia? Oh, oh, that's what that's what I was talking that's about. Talk- okay. I'm thinking of I was about that. To say, I didn't think that he did Magnolia. Not Magnolia. I was like, hold on, it's not him. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm. Melancholy is melancholy is what I'm okay. talking about. Melancholy is okay. I think it's okay, but it's also like really uh, dry. It's very dry. Super dry. Yeah. Uh, so you've never seen Antichrist? No, I've never seen Antichrist. Fuck, dude, Antichrist is uh <laughs> It's difficult sometimes. Let me tell you. It's I difficult. believe it. I believe it. There's a yeah. lot of parts in this movie that I find to be not necessarily pretty, not necessarily difficult. Uh, I'll get this out of the way, yeah. guys. Usually, we just tell you to shut up and watch the movie. I'm not going to say that on this episode. Look, if you weren't already inclined to watch this movie, don't don't go out don't, of your way to watch this don't. movie. This yeah. is a very this is a warning right now. This is a very trigger heavy movie. Oh, it's intentionally trigger heavy. Absolutely, he's trying. To fuck with you. He wants you to hate him. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. He's absolutely. trying to press every fucking taboo button on the board. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I guess before we get any further in this, uh, Philip, what had happened? I mean, Jack built a house. <laughs> I think that's very simple. He, he attempts to build several houses throughout yeah, this movie. Yeah. He builds a house. He ends up building it. So anyway. And there are a lot of dead people on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there you go. That's a good summary. That's it. So basically, we're um, uh, in this movie, we're uh, following this guy, Jack. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Which, I mean, seriously, you don't see Matt Dillon in a shit ton of stuff anymore. You know, he's kind of yeah. been gone since the 90s, 2000s. Pretty close, yeah. You know, um, uh, he's done stuff, but not been in the forefront is more right saying, exactly you know? yeah uh but this th- man he shines in this he's, role he, he's really good <laughs> he's, i mean the acting overall in this movie is really really good except for uma thurman's but on the same regard like i feel like i feel like uma thurman's doing well i, don't, I just don't like I don't, her character well, i don't I, the yeah. thing is, what the words you just used were that the acting is really good, and yeah. I don't think Uma Thurman's acting in this, <laughs> in this role. 
So know. Uma Thurman essentially <laughs> just plays uh, herself. Lady herself. <laughs> on, stuck on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this so, is the first story because, okay, so this is a cool thing about the film. It's pretty much five short stories yeah. with an entwining overall narrative mm-hmm. that wraps up the uh, the entirety. Right. Uh, so you have Matt Dillon as Jack, and then you have Verge, who he keeps talking to the whole time. Right. Who reveals himself somewhere after the first one I think I think that's when he starts actually calling him Verge and stuff like that but that's all he says is, is like oh what's up Verge and yeah well and, it's just like them you know, having a conversation and that's it and yeah. it sounds like a therapist that's that's the way that I took it the first time I watched it I got is you. I thought that he was having a session after he got caught uh, I got you so that's the that's exactly the way it was it, it that's, felt like it was that's definitely how it's framed which yeah. is cool I can pick up on that yeah. super cool right super neat and so this whole time he's having this this conversation about the events that are happening now the first event is mostly just what's happening it's not really him talking he might have a couple of in in head like uh discussion points but it's definitely not him talking to verge right uh, but it's just a it's just Uma Thurman on the side of the road. Her her tires flat. Uh, yeah. Her jack is broken. She weighs Jack down. Jack with her jack, jack and makes sure to say Jack like forty fucking thousand times. Absolutely, it's great. just in case you missed it. <laughs> the Jack's red. His van is red. It's all this implication of murder. Yeah, the, the, the whole time, and she's just being like kind of shitty with him, you know? Because uh, she's really? she's implying that unnecessarily he needs to stop whatever he's doing no matter how important it is and mm-hmm. help her and he's going like well I can't I don't have a jack I can't really do much and yeah to be to be straight with you he's he's not even being rude at the beginning no not a, no it, it's an escalation it is an escalation thing, you know he's being first, very curt but he's uh, not being rude no not at all I don't have a jack yeah I can't really help you change a tire without a jack and it looks like that's busted yeah and she goes well why don't you take me on down the road to your metal shop buddy yeah because that's what he says he's just like I can drive down and tell like Sam my metal yeah Smitty or whatever (laughs) um that you're here and you need a jack and he can yeah he can probably come help you yeah you know and then and that seems reasonable but she jumps in the fucking van she just keeps pushing you know, I don't think you're you're obviously not supposed to like Uma Thurman's oh, no, character. No, no, no. They set this. her up as just a bitch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's what I think is kind of funny about that is that is is that it's like this. They they make it, especially earlier in the film, they make it seem like uh, they're playing with the idea of misogynistic serial killer. Yeah, but. She kind of deserved it. They're kind of going for that. The whole that's what they're trying to play with that idea. It's like, like oh, you want to put a jack in this bitch? Don't face you also want to beat her to death? She's kind of a bitch. I don't. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't know if I would have ever gotten to that point. But, no, but she's. Yeah, uh, but, what I'm saying is what Lars von Trier is saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not talking about like because he is very much of an extremist. Right? Oh, very. And he's much. very much trying to push that idea. So the whole time he's pushing a misogynistic point of this, mm-hmm. but he's trying to make you sympathize with the misogynist. Is what I'm. Saying. Saying. Yeah, he's trying to make you feel like you know. If I was him, maybe I would. <laughs> yeah, and that's the fucked up part about yeah. the whole situation. I got right? you. Is that you know that you're like, oh man, this has some fucked up tones. Well, the and, whole time. well, and I feel like okay. So the first scene is obviously him telling like 
maybe the first instance of wi- uh, the, his first maybe, kill potentially yeah, yeah yeah or at least his first human kill because i guess the first comment that he makes is after he hits her in the face with the jack yeah after yeah. Well, yeah hold on let's explain the whole situation because because okay. so he they go to smitty's smitty t- repairs it and he walks over talks to smitty and smitty's like man this lady's pushy he's like yeah tell me about it yeah and then uh and then he goes to leave and she's like no uh i don't want smitty to take me back i want you to take me back i want to make sure that you know and then she yeah. gets back in the car and, and th- by the way the whole time she's been calling him a serial killer she's yeah. been saying that he looks like a serial killer that he has a serial killer van oh the oh but if you wanted to murder me you know all i'd have to do is take this jack and hit you with yeah. it i'm sure you could beat someone to death with this jack and, and just saying all this she, shit it's and, like she's egging him she, on and the then she whole, you know, like asking him to you do know something. you know it's just like and, and so let's say that he is an individual that has been trying as hard as he can not to be a fucking psychopath right and then he meets this one mm. And that's what essentially just breaks the camel's back. And so point. you're going like, you're going, well, man, nothing justifies you becoming a crazy serial killer. But you're going like, but, but damn, she was pushing it. She yeah. was pushing it so Whoa. hard. She's put- yeah. <laughs> it's-, it's it's like a, it's basically like, um, like a traffic murder fantasy that you have on a regular basis. And yeah. I know you know what I'm talking about. Where yeah. you're like, where I could just ram into your fucking car because I hate you. Uh, and then you're like, basically, basically Whoa, why hey, don't, I can't do that. Yeah, why don't people have Akira powers? Well, exactly. Because yeah. of traffic. Because, <laughs> because of traffic. So the worst things you think of in traffic, it's those things. And imagine if someone made those just come out in everyday life. It's kind of yeah. the, the way that this happens. So, but yeah, it seems like it's the bloom of a serial killer. This it's, is the beginning of it right yeah at least this first scenario and then the other ones i would say aren't really quite as i guess sympathetic no no big, none of the other ones fat air no, quotes no no sympathetic. i'm not saying sympathetic yeah. in that regard no. i was m- merely yeah. saying that, but that, you know <laughs> no i know what you were saying <laughs> she was being a bitch as yeah, that, yeah yeah so absolutely that's, that's an objective fact <laughs> it's a fact uh but uh like the other ins- instances. Yeah. So obviously there's like time skips. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. In between uh, him telling, cause he's basically telling little snippets about his life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, the kills. I mean, we're not even sure like that. that it's a, a um, linear progression. The first one's probably the first one, but all the other ones could be in any order. I would think it's, I, I would think it's uh, a, kind of obviously a linear progression. Uh, be- I don't know. Like, well, because every time, okay, so he has it, this big freezer that he keeps all the bodies in. Oh, you know and what? Now that you're time, saying that, yeah, each okay. time you go into the freezer, yeah. there's just more and more bodies. You are right. No, yeah. you're right about that. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. So, uh, so really quickly, before going into each of the scenarios and kind of talking about how fucked up they are, mm-hmm. uh, so so let's just think about who all that we know that he killed, right? So he goes over to to the lady that was married to Edgar and Men in Black. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, she's right? in it and <laughs> playing the exact same character. Same, and it's so good. It's it so, is. It's that, really good. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh yeah, because it's the most comical. Well, where he's at like, the door and he's like trying to convince her to like that he's a cop or something. Oh, Jesus, and she's like, I'd like to. See see a badge and he's like i would also like to see a badge but uh it's at the silver smith right now i just uh got a promotion so they're big promotion and they're gonna they're gonna put more uh commendations on it and uh (laughs) and he's just (laughs) floundering the whole time (laughs) 
it's, God, dude. It's, it is funny. Oh, it, it is kills very me. humorous. It kills me. Yeah. Even when he's trying to kill her because he fucks up choking her. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's another thing where I could say that this is definitely a linear progression because you definitely see him get... You're right. Better You're at right. It I was more thinking that like a cup, like the middle ones could have been done in any order. Is more what I'm saying. I got you. But you're kind of right. Yeah. You, you clearly see that freezer fill up over time. Yeah. It, and <laughs> man, do. it is packed. Uh, so basically, he has a giant walk-in that he bought that was full of frozen pizzas. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is that he didn't like throw away the frozen pizzas. He he decided that maybe they would be in good a good investment. And he tried one of them once, and uh, it wasn't very man, good at all. Yeah. And he just leaves them. <laughs> he there. just leaves. But he goes in and he always adjusts them and makes sure they're straight. And well, shit. he used okay. So that's the <laughs> thing, man. He he. What he his whole thing is. Well, he's OCD as fuck, first off. Yeah. Uh, But he's trying to make art with these. That's that's a huge theme that goes through the entire movie is he's he's trying to make his art. God, you know. Okay. Like... This is the part where we get pretentious, guys. I'm well, sorry. Well, this is a very pretentious most, fucking movie. Oh my god, it's super fucking pretentious, and it's 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 it speaks to me, and that's what sucks about it because I, I keep listening to like the 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 bullshit I, that they go on about, and I'm like, fuck, man, I totally get what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I get it too. I may not agree with the conclusions Whoa. that he comes to. I think. Well, I think he's pushing it to an extreme, but I still think there are some baseline values that they talk about with like art and expression and things like that well for instance there's a pianist and i can't think of the name the dude's name but they keep referencing this pianist right and he keeps calling him like the greatest modern pianist Uh, yeah the greatest pianist of our time like this kind of guy did you notice all the the videos of him yeah he's fucking insane yeah he's he's, fucking insane he's absolutely fucking nuts and and he's the he's the kind of guy that you know uh, he can he can speak or or you know he could hum a melody that's uh, you know a, a concerto you know, like some crazy intricate shit right and play it at the same time yeah. you know so he could he his mind works stream of consciousness yeah but you always he's he's super he's twitchy. nervous and twitchy and he, he and i bet that man cannot function in any other thing period other than just other playing than the fucking piano and that's yeah. the guy that he worships as an artist absolutely because he he looks at his consciousness as barely even existing it's pure art it's pure output it's pure expression absolutely right yeah i don't see that as being a <laughs> good representation of an artist because no. you also have to be able to be a person absolutely. i think a pablo picasso is a right amount of crazy there you go you know what i'm saying yeah well I you mean, can still go have a lunch in a public scenario and and not cause a well, scene. Well, and I think there's okay. So just 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 cultural tangent right here. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, I think there's this like narrative that tends to be going around, and a lot of people see as truth. Uh, when it comes to talking to like artists in whatever field you feel is art, you know okay. that. Yeah. They have to be some level of insane, eccentric, or eccentric whatever. or yeah. something, yeah, to be a good artist. And I don't agree with that. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. I understand know? of having a little twisted viewpoint. Yeah, being an artist. I yeah. mean, that's kind of what makes you an artist is to look at things a little differently, right? Yeah, I agree with that. But that doesn't make you insane. I think there's a line there. There's, Absolutely, there's a spot. Well, it's one of those things. Um, okay, so. Uh, What's his name? Not Pablo Picasso. Um, the uh, other artist. 
other artists? He did the Night Sky. He oh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh was past the line. Okay. So, <laughs> well, no. Here's the he thing. He was a touch past the here's line. Here's the thing, though. Yes, he was seeing. Uh, he was seeing a psychiatrist, and he was taking prescription medicines. And everybody, and uh, everybody was like, you know, well, he's insane. How else could he make all of these? Um, you know, wonderful, great, brilliant, like abstract paintings if he wasn't, you know, going crazy. And the thing is to find out the medication that he was on, one of the side effects is like, you know, popping up the colors of the, of the world, essentially, oh. you know? So if, it, if he wasn't seeking treatment for whatever he fucking had, we probably would have never gotten those fucking pages. Okay, okay, so I'm listening to you, so psychedelics are the answer. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Take drugs. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Which Jack does not, by the way. No, no, not at all. Jack doesn't seem to even have, like, pharmaceutical well he seems to be he, spiraling the whole fucking time yeah and and not seeking help you can tell this guy has never gone you know to a uh, a therapist mm-hmm. and it, you know talked about his problems i mean he's ocd he probably did when he was a child diagnosed with ocd right yeah. and he's so obsessive he was supposed to be an architect he was supposed to be an engineer he was supposed to he's scatterbrained about what he wants to do and the one thing that he knows he wants to do is build his own house and yeah. so they don't talk about his inheritance really but just the fact that he they has just kind of mention it he that's has, more of a hand wave that way people are just like well how does he not have a job he had a shit ton of money has left a to shit him. ton of money yeah how can he actually pull all this off they, well they did yeah. a single line it was like well a large inheritance and they just yeah. moved on that's right because <laughs> right? it's not important it's not and that's yeah. fine uh because uh, i mean how he got to the funding whatever what he's doing though you know, uh, because, you know, like I said, the second second murder, he's trying to kill this girl, uh, c- trying to kill uh, Edgar's wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he fucks it up like he doesn't choke her all the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, then he he, uh, he 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 what does he do to completely kill her? Uh, he puts some kind of like powder into a glass of water and like makes her drink it. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 OK, so then uh, uh, he he wraps her body up in a rug and throws mm. it in the back of his of his van yeah and uh, cleans up everything all nice and gets it all spick and span and closes up the doors and gets in his van and then he starts thinking and he's like well what about I, under the rug did it, i get under the rug and it shows the rug and, it li- and him lifting it up and there's just blood and then it's like yeah. a, it's like what about the lamp and it shows the lamp and he like lifts it up and there's just blood yeah and the he, leg the, under the chair he's just like oh no so he so he gets out of his van and he goes inside and he looks under the rug nothing under the lamp nothing under the chair nothing he's like oh. so he cleans everything anyway he cleans and, everything again and then and there's uh, and there's this like so then he goes back out to the van he's all good okay whoo and then he thinks about, well, what about that painting? Yeah. <laughs> and he, about that? Yeah, he, he goes like back in times, multiple, three, yeah, three times. different times. And the whole time oh. you can hear, like, si- like police sirens coming the up. The last time, man, he's tucking everything away as the cops are coming up. And he's just like, fuck, fuck. And he's still cleaning and shit as the cops are coming up because he's just, you know. Yeah. And by the way. He already cleaned it thoroughly the first time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There that's was the nothing. Whole, that's Every, the whole thing. There was nothing. This movie does go into those kind of like, uh, re- I mean, it's, Dude, it's a dark comedy. Yeah. Th- but but that, I also <laughs> hesitate to say it's a dark comedy. This one's funny as shit. This particular one. This one. Yeah. That the, specifically this, is this, hilarious. This particular scene is why I would label it more as a dark comedy than anything else yeah this is slapstick 
uh, murder humor. Essentially. What, because yeah. as soon as the cop shows up, you know, he's sitting in the van and and the cop goes to another house. So he's yeah. like, Whew. so he gets out of his van real quick, takes the body and puts it in the woods and puts puts stuff over it. Yeah. Right. Like put some limbs over it. Absolutely. And then he and then he gets back in his van and sits there and the cop pulls up and he shines his light and he walks up on him. He's like, hey, buddy, uh, you know, what are you, what are you doing up here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, like, I was waiting for you yeah. know the lady that lives here, yeah. whatever her name is. Yeah, because uh, I was what is it? He was getting some uh, like train rails or some <laughs> shit. Like, it was, yeah, it just, was a magazine of of tracks. Oh yeah, it was magazine a magazine called tracks. tracks because they both worked for the railroads. Right. And he wished he wanted old copies of tracks, and he was like, "Yeah, I collect uh, you know tracks." I mean, a, he just he just it, like he makes this up whatever bullshit whatever bullshit he needs to, and he just like. And it's not good. It's not good. Uh, it's one. Of, this is one of those scenes where it's just like all of his bullshit. It's just like, how did anybody ever fucking like fall for this? Well, you know, and I, that's that's part of the funny thing that you see throughout his entire story is whether they be funny or fucked up or uh, uh, sad, whatever. Um, the whole time, it's this you know ex machina of him fucking always having perfect luck. Yeah, and that's really it. And it's Perfect not even luck. because he like plans or does no. anything well, to make it happen. So, so like yeah. the cop, you know, the cop tells him to to, to get out, and, and he talks to him uh, and everything, and, and and he's like, "Well, so what were you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, I've been waiting," and you know, uh, mm-hmm. she she just hadn't been home. Yeah, you know, and then the guy's like, "Huh? Well, that's that's weird." Uh, and they go up to the door, and he starts knocking on the door, and Jack's all like. Maybe it's unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't the, lock it yeah. when he came out. And the, and the cop, tr- cop tries it, and he opens up the door, and he gives him this look like, well, hey, how'd you know that? Well, whatever. It walks the fuck in. Yeah, And the real. whole time he's following the cop around being like, you know, this, uh, this is a serious thing. We need to find her. I think she's missing. He essentially gets out of the situation by annoying the cop <laughs> so much that the, that the cops just like, get the fuck out of Co- here. Cops like, look, this is a crime scene. Okay. What what are you doing in my way? I got to yeah. get, just stop touching things. Okay. You got to stop because he's like picking objects picking up and stuff being up? like, yeah. hey, well, what about this? What do you think? that?" Maybe? Which, you know, now that I think about and that. he's trying with to him, clean yeah, the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to fucking clean, dude. So behind him, he's like wiping shit and putting stuff on away and yeah uh-huh yeah God. you know it and yeah. then and then the cop tells him to leave and he puts the body he doesn't even put the body in the van he ties what? it he... to the hitch and drags it back home so that means her face scrapes off and leaves a blood Dude, trail yeah and they're all the way all the way you to know the sh- yeah all the way to his freezer yeah and then and it's... then it starts raining and so it washes it away. And he's just, talking to Verge about that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's when he really starts getting into the ethos of him with Virgil. That's yeah, absolutely. It, you know? Right there. Yeah. And that's when the movie takes a real dark turn. Oh, yeah. They turn it They turn it up pretty significantly after that point. The next one's the kids. Next one's the kids. Yeah. And and that's another thing about this movie. And I and I can, I can appreciate it on a, uh, on a like cinematic storytelling kind of level and just on a hey I actually do want to just fucking trigger people level but this film does not let you look away from any of it no it doesn't um yeah. and but this is this is this might be weird uh most of the time when there's kid stuff in movies yeah i mean i got a 4 year old uh i and i mean even before i had a kid but yeah. now that i definitely you know absolutely you know uh i kid stuff will fuck with me man like the prisoners fucked with me yeah woo prisoners yeah. made me ugh, feel yeah. things yeah <laughs> but um 
this one didn't really this one didn't bother me at all. This one didn't even fuck with me at all. I was just like, damn, they did that. I think damn, it's dude, I think did, it's, it's just so the, wacky. The absolute it's, absurdity it's, it's of absurd. everything that's absurd, happening. Man. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. the more fucked up part about this next scene is okay. So the 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 next part they first touch on the madness of art. That's yeah. the first thing they start doing. That's when they start going off on their tangent about uh, great art. And this whole time, you know, Jack keeps talking about how he's making his house. So he started the foundation and everything, and he decided he, he was going to build with whatever. I don't yeah, remember. again, there's this whole theme of just like, you Jack, know. Jack's building a house. Well, Jack's building a house, but he keeps using the wrong material. Right. You know, which yeah. comes comes up and comes into more greater focus towards the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Now, the... Uh, the 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 part that that gets me is they start talking about Jack as a young child and the things that he enjoyed. They yeah. go off into this scene of him in a field, and there are men, um, uh, uh, you know, with uh, scythes, uh, uh, plowing the field. Yeah, and, you know, they're just going through trimming it with that rhythm. That shh, shh. Yeah, yeah. That's it, some pretty good, like, sound it's, uh, editing yeah. right there. You know, like, because it starts out, you hear, like, the um, actual, like, mm. um, sound of the sides yeah. going back and forth. Yeah, man. And it just, that fades out, and then you start hearing the people breathe. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it, I don't know. Man. And it has That's, a rhythm and a depth to mm-hmm. it. It almost reminds me of the chain gang on... Um, Oh, brother. Yeah. Like that kind of, you know, depth to the sound. Yeah. You know? uh, really makes you feel there. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so they're, they're having this, uh, this, you know, rhythmic movement through the field. And the boy uh, version of Jack is, is fantasizing about being one of those men plowing the field and how that um, is like perfection. And he, it's almost like, so there's a couple of things in that. Number one, uh, the idea of the rhythm of something like, it's like an ASMR thing or like that kind of thing. It's this, it's this lulling that you have, you know, there's a, there's a thing about like your childhood, how you could attach a certain sound or a certain feeling or, or that kind of thing to a situation. You right. know? So, so a lot of times with these sound profiles, you'll have something that's like, is a, I don't know if you uh, like, uh, here's one people that like to have a fan on when they're asleep, right? Yeah. There's some people that 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 was a thing that their mom did when they were a baby and because they were imprinted on that when they were so young. Well, now they kind of have to have a fan on because yeah. it's just a it's a it's a comforting thing. thing. Comforting thing. Yeah. His comfort sound is the men cutting the field. Yeah. And he he had this place of of serenity there and yeah. everything. Uh but when he went and fucked around on his own, he didn't have that anymore. He didn't have that. And that's yeah. when the evil came out of him. And that's yeah. what you see is him playing around by himself without, you know, without his, his patience. And he, uh, he he fucking cuts a little duckling's leg off. Like, he pulls yeah. it out of the water. Ugh. And and it's it looks very real. And it's, uh, I like, I had to look it up. Like, when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, did they do that? They didn't yeah. do that. They did not do like, that. It's like, please tell me they yeah, did not do that. They didn't do that, that right? Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, it's there. Like Peter was on set, and they were basically going like, "We want this to be in the movie because this is the kind of shit that little psychopaths do." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and they want people yeah. to to be aware that like if kids are cutting duck legs off, you need to pay attention to this kid. Absolutely. You yeah. know. 
So there's a weird, in the middle of the movie, there's this weird, like, realistic message that pops out that's like, hey, why don't you watch out for this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's a funny one. Yeah. Uh, but then it, uh, 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 you know, and the, the smile that kid gives when he does it. like, Yeah, dude, that that is. They might have fucked that kid up, let me tell you. Man, <laughs> not saying that the rest of this movie isn't unsettling. That's that, the worst one. That shit fucks me up. That is the scene yeah. that fucks me up out of the whole movie. That's the one that I'm like, ooh, dude. Oh, because yeah. it it's more real than anything else in the film. Absolutely, everything else has this kind of haze of unreality. It's all, it's all a big it's that, fantasy. Well, it's, all it's a that big whole fantasy, thing. Man. It's like Jack is the one telling the story. He's more than likely a pretty unreliable narrator, <laughs> and and he's full of himself. Absolutely, he's so arrogant uh, yep. that he's gonna make it sound like he's like fucking Dexter. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. I mean, it's it's a lot along the same lines as like an American Psycho, except I do think he's doing this. Oh yeah, no, this is, <laughs> that's the not, difference. It's not the it's like, not like the Patrick Bateman thing. But it, where... in in his head, it's it he has that same kind of concept of himself, like yeah. Patrick Bateman. Well, it's, he views he views it as you know again everything that he does is like, uh, you know moving towards this kind of perfect work of art that he has, you know, mm -hmm. envisioned and, and, you know, whereas Bateman was moving towards a perfect lifestyle. Right. Right. But it's still this aim of perfection by way of murder. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, aim of personal perfection by way of murder. So, yeah. uh, but after, after they show the, the him as a kid, I guess the, what's the next scene is the hooker. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. hold on. He hits the lady on the side of the road. He hits the lady on the side of the road, and, uh, it, like, he had, uh, froze another lady. And he wanted to take pictures of them. Yeah. So then he had these, he, he, he like... <laughs> He took the two of them and arranged them in poses. Okay, so, uh, here's here's what it is. He had taken pictures of of somebody that he murdered, but he didn't like the pictures, so he decided that he was going to take the, the, her after he'd frozen her because now yeah. she'd been frozen for like a day. Yeah, and she was it, in this weird yeah. position, and that was like what I why I think he kept the pizzas pizzas and kept moving them around because he could actually position <laughs> with the pizza boxes. I didn't I yeah, did you? that's what he was doing. Yeah, Gosh, dude. Damn it. He was using them as spacers for his <laughs> art. Oh, these are just shims. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you just broke me, dude. <laughs> that's why the pizzas. That's why he kept the pizzas. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Doesn't it? Scott, you figured the movie out. I got it's it. It's all about I, the pizzas. I cracked it, guys. <laughs> <It's>, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so he was unhappy with the pictures that he took of her when she was alive. So he was going to take her frozen corpse, throw it in his van, take her back to the motel where he takes pictures of dead people, and then get new ones, right? So yeah. Perfectly fine plan, right? Perfectly mm -hmm. fine. So on the way there, though, he just sees this, you know, lady on the side of the road walking. Why would he not hit her with a van? I mean. Throw her in the back. Geez. Have more stuff for the pictures. It makes fucking perfect sense, yeah. doesn't it? I yeah. mean, he's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's not. It's not like he's gonna have to go very far to make this happen. Oh, come, on, come on. So he. So he then takes both of these dead folks into a a, 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 a this hotel room, whatever. Yeah. That he you know uses to take pictures of dead people and he takes these bad pictures and he loves them that's the uh, best part yeah dude that's the thing he's looking at the negatives and he's just like man oh, i did man. good he put some negatives in his pocket like yeah again it's a, unreliable narrator completely <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like you know it's like when your kid draws a picture of uh of uh 
<laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> of, uh, of you and then and then you're like what's that and they're like oh that's you and you're like oh that that, that looks great yeah and they're like I, <laughs> that looks why exactly do I have, like why it. do i have eight fingers <laughs> on my right hand <laughs> yeah. and you ask her you're like did it look just like it you're like it'll look just like it unreliable narrator yeah <laughs> absolutely sorry but yeah after that it's the uh uh it's the prostitute uh, after that's the prostitute, and that one's fucked up. That one's that super one's fucked, fucked up. up. That one, that one uh, is the second most uncomfortable part in the movie. Well, hold on, we didn't even talk about the kids. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the yeah. kids. So so yeah, because he hits the two people, and then he does the kids. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and because then. Um, he starts talking about hunting and he starts mm-hmm. talking about the idea of there's like an order of if you're shooting um, uh, like fawns and a doe, then you have to it's like you're supposed to shoot the littlest one first, because if you shot the mother and then the two got away, they would probably suffer anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it's some kind of thing. So you're supposed to shoot the little one, then you're supposed to shoot the middle one, then you're supposed to shoot the, the doe. Yeah. Right? And then you collect all of them. And, and then he starts talking about this stuff about, like, German hunting and Schweiss dogs. Schweiss that, is dude, the term we use for blood right trails. That part right there really kind of just turned me off of I, everything I, dude, that he's that's, saying. That's totally, you know? yeah, yeah. At, that part right there, I was just like, it, because he's, 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 everything that he's saying everything he's talking to Virgil is all encompassing his like philosophy on art and this is just him fucking bleh, out it, a bunch of info l- yeah like hey look I wikipedia a bunch about fucking hunting well, <laughs> and it, yeah. well, well and it's not even that it's just like that's that's what I'm talking about it's just like I can see where his thought process on art comes to but I I pretty much firmly disagree with any of the conclusions that he pretty much draws it uh, uh, at this point. Uh, sure. Okay. To, uh, you uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, because of his his idea of this whole like um bigger picture thing and the way that he uh, like like um glorifies ritual. Yeah. Then that kind of thing. So it seems like there's a lot to his art that has less to do with the art itself and more to do with the like look at all that went into the art. He's the kind of person that that would, you know, hear about like uh you know you know some of that really weird alt art where it's like oh well you know this was all made by people that like uh like had diarrhea and wiped their yeah. ass into their names yeah, onto it, a canvas mm-hmm. and, the, and and you're like it's more about how it's made and yeah. less about the finished product and th- and that's where he yeah. gets all fucking fartsy bleh, about it yeah. but i i think that that might be part of the critique about jack in general because Jack's Lars von Trier, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, so this is absolutely a self-insert character. It's it's a self-insert yeah. character, and it's him critiquing his own shitty snootiness. So yeah. it's him totally being like, "Yeah, I know, I'm excluding myself from the group by being this way." Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know I am. I know yeah. I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's... As long as we're both on that same uh-huh. page, and I think that's part of what this that part is is him digging you. into info that you don't really care all that much about i think it's kind of interesting and, and yeah the first I mean, time i watched it i was like oh okay what's he getting to and then once i see what he's getting to it almost seems like that's a bunch of bullshit that he said so that maybe you're not paying attention to the fact that he's about to murder some kids and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like oh oh yeah so i don't know that any of that information is necessary at all it might exactly be that of an information dump to fucking fill your mind with other stuff other stuff until the you know big gut punch yeah because he basically he finds him a family and that's the way he puts it he's like 
and, and he's like, oh, you did. You found you a family. He's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I found yeah. it a family. It, it, and, you know, he refers to it the same way that you found, find a family a deer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and he yeah. Take, so, he, so he basically found a, a single mom with her two kids, took them hunting. And he's explaining to these kids about like here's a gun and this is yeah, what you and do gun safety and, and gun is, and that's right know. and they're they're talking about like shooting shooting deer and he's like well I have hunted before but morally I wouldn't do that now you know oh, it's yeah. savage to blah blah and he's ta- and so so you're listening to him you're like well what the fuck are they doing out here if he's saying that he's not gonna hunt. Deer. Oh, and then the next scene is them running for their fucking life. Yeah, and it is—it's pretty fucking terrifying, it's, dude. Yeah, it—it's terrifying, and then and then they get like t- Tim and Eric with the gore, and you're going like, whoa, whoa. why'd you have to make me giggle, guys? Yeah, it's like, God damn it, I wanted to hate this scene. <laughs> you can't make me giggle when kids get shot. Fuck you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Fuck you, Lars. Okay, because like. Like the first, like I said, there's the order of things. You're supposed to kill the little one first, yeah. and then the mi- middle one, middle one, and, and then, then the, the mom, right? And he fucking so he shoots the little one, and the little one was like running, and so he shoots him in the knee, and his leg, his, the bottom of his leg just goes, bing, and like oh, flies God. off like the silliest fucking, and it it's so, <sighs> yeah, God damn it. <laughs> man. I think that I think that sums this up, man. <laughs> You know, dude, and well, and, and he shoots and, the kid in the well, head, and then yeah. the other one's uh, like looking out for his brother, and he shoots that kid in the head, and then he makes the mom have a picnic yeah, with her with dead kids, God. dude, and she is just gone. She's gone. She's she not even there. Mentally and, checked and, out. And at he's that like, point. "Well, it looks like we have more pie." <laughs> Don't you think that uh, Grumpy wants some pie? Yeah, because for because the, why they never call that kid by his name. They just no, call him just grumpy. grumpy. Yeah, because he's frowning and grumpy the whole the time. The whole time. Which and that's again that whole like you know unreliable well, that, narrator, right? Well, it's also that detachment from humanity. Did he thing. even learn the fucking kid's name? No, no probably he, not. His, his mom calls him Grumpy. That that yeah. motherfucker's name. Well, grumpy. dude, he doesn't learn anybody's he, he name. Wow, holy shit! He doesn't learn anybody's name he doesn't we'll address the next one we'll address the next one too yeah (laughs) but But, uh so after he makes them have a family picnic with with the and he's again got the kids like put back together and propped up and everything (sighs) yeah Yeah. Uh, and then he asks her what her favorite number is yeah and of course, she like stutters out twelve. Yeah, he's like, okay, twelve's a good number. Twelve's a good number. And then he starts going up the, the and he tower. He doesn't even say anything else. No. He just starts counting. Starts counting. And goes up the tower, and she figures it out. Yeah, and starts running. Well, not even really running. Oh no, dude. she just kind of stumbles away. Stumbles away. Yeah, yeah. Man, and he, um, yeah, he comes up on her and shoots her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that not even anything. Yeah, and that shit's fucking terrifying. That was she's just laying in a fucking ditch, like obviously scared out of her mind. And he just walks up on her, and he's just like, yeah, like fucking with her the whole time. Dude, it is. Jesus, fuck this guy, <laughs> you know? Fuck, man. But anyways, disgustingly nasty scene with comical gore stupid wacky bullshit shoved in why would you do that (laughs) why would you do this so there's that and then um the next scene is uh now again he goes back to uh, building the house at this point i think that's when he realized that he didn't want to build with cinder blocks anymore yeah and he's changing material bulldozes that starts over again right 
And uh, this might be when he actually flips out and breaks his little house. No, yeah. that's that's after the hooker. That's after. Yeah. That's a, so so the hooker scene. Uh, I I guess this is a a lady that he regularly visits and abuses. Yeah, because that's really all it is. Yeah. Because he's verbally just deriding her the entire time. There's yeah. the, Okay, yeah. so at the very beginning when he first gets there, it, there's kind of this really kind of sweet That's what little, I was going to say, just cute at the very scene, beginning. But yeah. it's only at the very beginning. It's, it's like just to get inside the door, he acts just sweet enough. And then after that... It, it it again reminds me of you know American Psycho like that whole like oh it won't be like last time you know like that yeah. that whole thing yeah and uh, he I don't remember what her name is but he just calls her simple he just calls her simple the whole yeah. time she just, he because the whole time he's just the whole time after that one mm. cute scene he's he's constantly telling her how dumb she is just fucking with her yeah yeah. Man, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 some rough. Shit is what it is. It's, it's real it's fucking shit. rough. And you know? uh, it it just escalates and it gets it gets worse and he gets more verbally abusive and then he uh like starts to f- like you know freak out on her and uh, that, I don't think he he hit her yet. I, no, no, and no. then. There's a cop that was like outside, right? Yeah, because she runs. She runs outside. She obviously thinks something's uh, not. Well, he tells her yeah. that he's like killed sixty people, and he starts like telling her about him being a serial killer and stuff. Yeah. And so she goes outside, and tells a cop, and is screaming, "He killed sixty people!" Well, and also they've been drinking, and this they've whole been drinking, time. right? Yeah. And so, so then he comes down too. And he's like, "That's right." I killed sixty people. Obviously, and I drunk. love this woman. Yeah, <laughs> and the cops just like <laughs> the cops just like, man, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> he leaves. He's like, you, you guys go inside and have a good night. Leaves. Yeah, and uh, and then he goes inside and fucks her up. Yeah, Ugh, man, real bad. Oh, real bad. You know, oh man, yeah. Because because like at first it seems like they're just gonna they're just gonna like fuck or something yeah but he starts drawing the kind of marks that you draw when you're doing plastic surgery on a chest you know yeah and he uh he like he eventually you know cuts her tits off and 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 that looks real it yeah that shit looks real yeah it does and then he makes a coin purse out of one of them and he takes the other one and puts it under the cop's windshield wiper yeah well, and that just goes back to the whole thing of like, you know, uh, he, he like that whole subconscious thing with serial killers that you see all the time where it's just like, oh, well, they intentionally want to get caught. They want to get caught, man. Yeah. They want to get caught. They want to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, OK, so what? what's after that? What's after that? Th- at this point, he goes full on fucking crazy with his ethos and with his, you know, the talking to Virgil. Mm-hmm. And that's when the movie kind of explodes in this. He's mad, mad. He's not just yeah. he's completely lost any sense of what's going on. Well, and two, this is the last that that would be the last scenario. The after that, where he's got yeah, all the guys, the guys. That's right. You know, because up, mm-hmm. up until this point, he'd primarily only been uh, 
you know, preying on women. It's only shown women. And, it's only shown. And so Virgil yeah. calls him out on that. Absolutely. Which I think is a really good portion. Well, of the, and that's the, the thing is Virgil's been calling him out the on everything. whole time. Every time that he says something that's a little off, Virgil's like, well, aren't you just excusing yourself? Or, you know, it's don't some, you think that this is you coping with this situation? Yeah. Which is why they lead you to believe that it's he's a therapist. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, so at this point, Virgil straight up calls him out. He's like, do you just do you hate women or something? Yeah. Do you think all these people are stupid, especially these women? And he's like, no, no, I don't hate women. I killed men, too. And he goes, you've not told me once about any of that. Any you've of only that. mentioned women Absolutely. up to this point. Yeah. And it's almost like he's going like, oh, yeah, well, there's a time I killed like fucking 10 guys at once. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. So let me tell you about this time, huh? Yeah. This is like, let me prove you wrong yeah. with this one scenario. Because <laughs> the next scene is him kidnapping a guy and then taking him to the freezer mm-hmm. where he has, however, I, I think it's seven other guys. It's seven others. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, he... Uh, he has this rack set yeah, up where that he's leaning. got their... Yeah, yeah. Where, where he's got their heads tied to this like rod mm-hmm. that that just goes in a straight line and he has this um uh line measured out that leads to a rifle mm-hmm. so he's trying to he says he's trying to recreate something that i guess uh the uh world war ii nazis yeah they're trying to be the most efficient with, with a bullet yeah. right you yeah kill eight dudes with with a with a full and he's metal just jacket. trying to recreate that you know <laughs> it's it, why does it always go back to Nazis, man? Why is I it know. always? Why? Because fuck Nazis. Jesus, <laughs> it's crazy to think of how much of that shit. Like you, you, you hear what Nazis were doing, and it's like, what's the most efficient way we can kill people? Hmm. Yeah. We can line them all up and use one bullet per eight, or we could. Uh, how about gas? Gas is good. You can fit a shit ton of people in a box and fill yeah. it with gas, right? It's like, <laughs> did you, hold on, just a tangent here. Yeah, I'm just saying. In World War One, did you guys know that the Nazis said that shotguns were unfair? What? Yeah, the Americans and the British had shotguns. And we, we were using wait, them wait in a trench minute. warfare. Wait a yes, minute. yes, yes. So These people were mustard gassing people. People were at war. <laughs> and they were like, These like, shotguns are unfair. Not fair. These shotguns are unfair. Like they're playing tag. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Fuck. Seriously. Yeah, they had flamethrowers oh. and mustard gas, and shotguns were unfair. Fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Never nerf the shotgun. Yeah. (laughs) Can't nerf the shotgun. Can't nerf the shotgun, man. God. Uh, um, Anyways, so uh, but he's got these guys lined up. Yeah, he he pulls out a bullet from this uh, pack of pack of ammunition that he just bought. And and one of the guys is just like the guy he just Dude, I love that. Yeah, the guy he just kidnapped and just tied up. Cuz he's like, "Sir, you're making a mistake." That's he's not like, a full metal uh, jacket. Well, but the, I like yeah. it cuz he goes, "Sir, you're making a mistake." And he's like, "Ah, oh, no, son. I know exactly what I'm doing yeah, here. I just- have everything lined up." <laughs> and he's like <laughs> He starts explaining how he's See, I've set this up yeah, perfectly. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's not a full metal jacket, sir. And he's like Fuck. You think you can go into a place and buy something that says it? It says it right here on the box, yeah. doesn't it? And he's like, ah, oh, okay. So then he drives over, and that's when he deals with um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Why can't I ever remember that guy's name? 
Oh, Davies, Jeremy Davies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Jeremy Davies, who's running the gun shop, mm -hmm. he, he goes over there and he's pretty much like, hey, man, I need to return these. I need these full metal jackets. These these are not full metal jackets. Yeah. And and, he, and, he's, and like, he's kind of flipping out on it. And he's flipping out. And you could tell Jeremy's like, okay, because little do we know at the time, him and the other guy that deals with the gun store that lives right. down the road know about jack yeah they know what's point, up with him yeah. and the cops have been watching jack because he's been sloppy mm -hmm. and they're all going like we're not gonna cover for you man no so when he's flipping out on jeremy davies you can tell he's like trying to be as cool as he can so he doesn't get murdered but yeah. he's also not really gonna help him because he knows that if he does he could be uh, Im know. implicated yeah. yeah and so now that he knows about the situation he's like i can't i can't help you man do you have a do you have a receipt and he's like i buy shit in here all the time yeah it's, exactly it's flipping Sorry, out man. And if you don't have a receipt, you don't, you don't have a I receipt, can't. I just yeah. don't think it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, it's God. so uncomfortable, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, poor guy." Uh, so obvious. So he just, he just, he's just, uh, eventually Jack's just fed up enough yeah. with that, and he's just like, "Well, I'll never shop here again." I'll never shop. <laughs> so he goes to his buddy's house, who also knows, yeah. right? And dude pulls a gun on Jack, and he's pretty much like, "All right." Sit down. You know, I got a call Cop from Al. Cops are coming. Al told me what you did down there at the gun store. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't, we can't be having this anymore. You yeah. Know, you're going to have to. And uh, uh, he ends up like having a conversation with the old man and getting him all settled down. Yeah. And, and trying to get him to like kind of be like, because the whole time he's just like, man, you know, uh, if I was ever going to get caught, I'm glad it's you. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always thought of you as just a really great friend. And, yeah. You know, you're like a, you're like a father to me. Yeah. yeah. And he goes into all this shit God. and he's like, can you stop pointing that gun at me? You're starting to hurt my feelings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, so he, so he just like, you know, so the old guy apparently he just like, yeah, okay, whatever here. I'll get you some whiskey. Yeah. You know? So he brings him a glass of whiskey and immediately when he grabs it, just as the old guy's drinking it, he stabs him in the chin. Yeah. And, and like, which is actually kind of a cool looking like they did a good it, job with they that did one. a good they, yeah, hey when man. he opens up his mouth and everything mm -hmm. yeah good job yeah uh but yeah so he kills the old guy cops get there they walk in uh he switches clothes with the old guy so he's wearing his like it looks like a boxing robe like that kind of thing you yeah know? Like well a, dude by the time it gets on he, he switches the robe yeah and it starts to look like a kind of like uh inquisition Oh, totally. Kind of robe. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, see, I just took it as like a boxing robe, but you're completely right. Yeah. Because he has that robe for the rest of the- For the, the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. So he, so he's standing there in the robe with the hood up, and when they come in, it looks like Jack's on the ground and the old man's standing there with a gun pointed at, at Jack right. on the ground. Like and he knocked like, him out and yeah. he's just making sure he doesn't- uh -huh. Yeah. Because, I mean, they are obviously used to his robe, right? Absolutely. But uh, the cops come in, they're like, well, you got him. And then he turns around and blasts the cops. And then he yeah. takes the fucking car. He After he the... grabs the full metal jacket bullets. That's right. He grabs one. He just gets one. Because that's all he wanted from Al. That was Absolutely. great. He's like, I just need one. And, he, and and Al's all like, who needs one bullet? Who just needs <laughs> one bullet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finally, so, somebody yeah. asking the right question. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so then he gets back to the freezer. And tries his experiment, and then he realizes, well, shit, uh, I didn't set up the sights right. Uh, I gotta, I gotta open this door. And yeah, I, I well, and that's the thing too. That's something that actually he's never goes, opened the he's door. He's never been able to open. Oh that yeah, door. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, when he first purchased the thing, he makes the comment about that, about how like he got this freezer and he came with all these pizzas, but there's this whole section that he's never been able to get into. Mm -hmm. So how long does he take sitting there opening it? It 
it just opens, doesn't it? No, no, not really. He has to take like a pipe and kind of get some oh, leverage that's on right. the handle. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. once he does that, it's, yeah. he, 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 and he kind of has this look on his face like, really? That's all it took? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, did, like, I just didn't try, did I? Yeah, exactly. And then he tries to set up his, uh, his rifle. Uh, and at that point, that's when Virgil starts talking to him, right? Because that's, that's when, cops... when he, that's as far as like the, uh, chronology of the uh like timeline that's the that's, first that's his that's, first intro, uh, introduction to Virgil yeah because Virgil's yeah. sitting in the room mm-hmm. and this is th- so so at this moment is the conversation that we've been hearing the entire film absolutely this is when he meets him yeah and uh it it all kind of falls into place you're like oh oh this guy's in his head yeah, oh. he's been in his head the whole time. Okay, okay, yeah. so that's cool. And then it's, he left a cop car with the lights on after he just killed mm-hmm. some people. That, and the cops are coming in. And the cops are coming in. So yeah. does does he even shoot those fucking guys? Yeah, he shoots them. I don't think he does. No, he doesn't, does he? No. He just starts moving bodies with them being in there. Because, because that's what, that's what, because <laughs> that's the whole thing of like, you gotta yeah, make, right. you gotta use the right material, you use the right material kind yeah. of thing. Because that's what Virgil tells him. He's just like, you've been you, trying to build the house for so long. You, you know, you, you know, you have the material. Yeah. Why don't you build your house, Jack? And he's looking at him like, you're right. I can't believe I never saw that. And so I had he just like starts stacking and positioning bodies and he builds this house out of bodies yep. in this in this mm-hmm. freezer cooler room that he's never mm-hmm. been able to open before, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the cops come in. Yep. It's you don't I don't think you see it, but it's, I guess, implied that he was shot and died. And inside the house is this just seemingly bottomless hole that just appears you know and Virgil's like well okay you uh come on while you, bullets are coming in at him yeah <laughs> like absolutely. It's, like, it's time time to go down the hole and then and then they basically it's Dante's Inferno essentially yeah and from this that is point this on. is what they've been alluding to the entire time because the conversations that you heard are actually repeated at this point yeah, yeah, and you kind of start getting a little bit more context with what... There's that whole scene that's just dark for, like, five minutes. Yeah, and it's just them talking. This is where, this this is the point uh, when they're, obviously, they're, uh, Virgil's taking him to hell. Yeah. Okay, um, that's kind of the conceit of this all the, this whole sequence of events. This is when the movie, at least for me, starts to get at least visually interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, the colors are a lot more saturated they from do, this point on. They do some weird stuff at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you have all these like again. He's just been talking about his philosophies of art, mm-hmm. and just about every scene from this point on could. Uh, be seen as like a kind of moving painting. Yeah, and you it's know? also it, it's it's also almost like they are relegating his his views as individual sins that have gotten here. So it's like your you, the things that you have built your mindset on were actually the sins that have brought you here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I like the part where they pass by the Elysium Fields, mm-hmm. and it's the men cutting the fields. Yeah, it's and and he looks at it with this yearning, like that's where I want to be. 
But the problem is that you didn't stick to it. You didn't stay to the path of, mm-hmm. of being the person that it requires for you to be, be in, in the fields. There. Yeah, yeah. This it, is not where yeah. we where we're going. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. but that's also a funny commentary to me because I think that it, it partly describes the issue with being maybe not so much just an artist, but trying to be a famous artist or a famous musician or or, or you know so filmmaker have somebody like that, that uh, I guess would have a like public name yeah essentially. because yeah. there's the longing for being a regular person I gotcha so that's kind of what I what I what took, from, took that, from it is yeah. Lars von Trier potentially looking at the every man that stays to his duties and glorifying the concept of why can't I just be that person why can't I just be happy with going to work and doing the thing that I'm supposed to do and coming home. Yeah. I, I, but I can't be because I'm this artist that feels like I need to express myself in this way. And that's yeah. a, that, that's a, you know. I get you there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good take, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that from the, this point, that's where a lot of the more philosophical takes come from, right? Oh, absolutely. This is where everything that he's been talking about previously kind of congeals into mm-hmm. like, essentially the thesis of the movie overall well how about that you can create your own hell by trying to force yourself into perfection absolutely how about that if you wait your entire life to create something for the perfect uh uh thing the per you know having the perfect guitar having the perfect camera Mm -hmm. having your perfect shot having your perfect whatever instead of just creating yeah exactly you'll drive yourself fucking mad absolutely there's so many of these points that come out at the end of the movie that you're going like okay okay." well and it's at this point where virgil kind of takes more control over the conversation oh yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. where 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 he seems to be leading jack not only like physically but in the in the mindset oh yeah kind of showing him where all of his bullshit that he's been talking all this time Mm -hmm. hey look you know all the philosophy your philosophy doesn't mean shit yeah your philosophy and that's what it feels like all like by the time you get to it it's just Mm -hmm. like all of this pretentiousness all of this hey you know are you triggered you know kind of bullshit kind of comes to the end and Virgil's basically saying like well I mean does it actually mean anything yeah you know yeah. and he asks him that right and Jack doesn't have an answer for him right so is this is this Lars grappling with the shocky nature of his movies and like the the perception of yeah. him in you know in the culture is yeah. this obviously he's making a comment on that yeah he's got to be right you know and it does really i do like it how open ended it kind of leaves that question yeah you know uh as far as like the audience goes because it's yeah. not like he comes down on a very definitive conclusion. It's no. kind of a lot of sporadic conclusions that are just kind of left to kind of float within the ether. Well, maybe he doesn't know how to judge himself in this situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, open-endedly, you know, he he as a, uh, as a, a filmmaker probably looks at himself and, and is like, well, I've made all this stuff that, you know, is, is tasteless intentionally. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and but at the that, same time, it's all very well crafted. It's all tastelessness. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he yeah. knows what he's doing. It's Absolutely. Like, I mean, he's not a fucking hack. No, not at all. Absolutely not. He just knows how to push buttons. But did he push buttons because he felt like it? Or was there actually a message behind it? Or did was he there prove anything at yeah, all by ex- doing it? Exactly. Because that's the, that's what this whole thing is. Is like you can have so much concept and whatever behind your art, but does that push anything forward? Uh, no, and I wouldn't even say that you know art necessarily has it doesn't to have meet, to mean anything. It but it's also one of those things. Well, like, it doesn't. It doesn't have to mean something in that way. It right. doesn't have to mean something in the. You way don't have of, to be pushing a message. No, you know, or you anything. can just you can just have something that makes people have their own feeling. That's uh, fine. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. But it's also hard to tell people to not put the concepts they have in their art because that's how we create art, right? Absolutely. It's weird, man. It's really weird. It's that whole art and propaganda thing. Yeah. You know, I, I almost feel like uh, Hodorowsky might be the uh, polar opposite to a Lars von Trier. Oh, absolutely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like Lars is so, like in the pretentious world, I'm saying. Yeah. If we're talking about in the yeah. pretentious filmmaking world, they, they're like polar opposites. Because, oh, absolutely. Because uh, Hodorowsky's like, message what are you talking about <laughs> did you get a message from this movie then that's the message that's the message yeah <laughs> and, exactly and Lars von Trier's like you mean you don't understand what's in my brain <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't already get here, it here let me lay out all <laughs> of the steps you. for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely it's it's like the opposite of it you know because Lars wants you to see his point yeah absolutely Hodorowsky wants you to come up with your own point yeah Fuck points. Fuck points. Yeah. And maybe that's what Lars is dealing with in, in this movie, mm. is him going like, man, maybe fuck points. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I know? got you. You yeah. know what I mean? But no, I, I, I do feel like... It's a good movie. It's it's a good it's a it's, well made movie. Man, it's, <laughs> I would it's say, good. It's it's it really just not is good. for everybody. It That's isn't all it for is. everybody. And I would say that like okay, so I've seen this movie twice now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I think yeah, I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. I think I get it. You know, and I might and watch. Fine. I might watch scene two again. Oh. <laughs> I really might watch season two again, like the Eggers one. I might watch the very end. Oh, dude, I really, that shit's really good. That yeah. shit's really yeah. good, I, you know? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's even a portion in the film that we didn't really talk about where Lars totally brings up his movies and starts showing pieces of his films. Oh, yeah. And talking about the pretentious nature of art and talking about propaganda. And, absolutely. And like that. Like, he is absolutely poking at his own. At, at himself yeah. as well as, like, other things. And you yeah. have to give him at least a nod for doing that. Yeah. I, I can't think of another fucking director that's ever done that. No, not right off the top of my head. Not like that. No, man. not like that. Hey, look at my other work. Isn't this fucking dumb? Why did I do this? Yeah. And then they go back to <laughs> back to the movie. Like, no, nobody does that. Nobody does that. That's stupid. That's Why would stupid. anybody do that? Why would you do that, <laughs> Lars? Um, yeah, he pissed a bunch of people off at Cannes when this came out. Everybody yeah. revolted. But that's kind of the way Cannes is: is they like to make a stink because you know they're French. So you have well, to. Well, and again, this movie, this strong reaction. This movie was especially before you get up to the very end. Dude. He's a spicy boy. It is, dude. <laughs> it's a... triggerific, man. 
he I mean he's poking as many he's not just poking a bear dude he's poking multiple bears it's, it's all the bears he's all poking a the bears bunch of, bunch of big fucking Russian grizzlies that's <laughs> <laughs> what he's poking yeah <laughs> the but anyways Soviet guys, again bear like I said can... yeah <laughs> fuck like I said at the beginning of this movie uh if you if you do feel like you want to watch this yeah. movie yeah. you know um you know, know what you're going into. Yeah. Know what you're going into. If you weren't inclined to watch this movie to begin with, just stay d- away. Yeah. Don't worry with if, it. If you you're don't thinking, need this movie. If you're thinking, huh, you know, maybe I'll try something different. Haven't seen Matt Dillon in a while. Sure did like The Outsiders. Oh. No. <laughs> no. That's not what you're getting. <laughs> no, no. This, if you're a fan of Dexter. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, this abso- isn't that. This it's isn't not no, this Dexter. Is, this is beyond any of that. So unless you're inclined to watching gory stuff, and I mean fucking gory, like, like realistic no, like style fu- gory. Yeah, realistic. Yeah. Because when I said I liked gore, I was talking more about the like I mean, hyper reality. I didn't shit. even. I didn't even talk about that part where he's got grumpy in the freezer. Oh, and, and he's he, trying to position him. He's talking about taxidermy. And, and he starts wiring up his jaw so, so that he can smile. And then it shows this fucked up kid. Oh, that is just, And he's like, look, he looks perfect. Oh, God. God, dude, yeah. this fucking movie. So anyways, uh, that's what you're getting into with this movie, guys. Uh, just be warned and uh, know your limits. You know? Know what you can handle. Well, I think that would pretty much wrap up this episode. Um, we're going to be going and uh, recording a uh, potentially our last episode of the Occasionally Relevant Gaming Show. Yeah, we're going to do a little wrap-up episode, talk about it, and uh, then we'll be back once we merge the two and uh, figure out a title for that. We're still going to be doing a couple of Mad Cinemist episodes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, Probably we'll, a month or so. Around, month. around about before we actually merge everything yeah. together. But we'll uh, keep you guys updated. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, again, if you want to uh, listen to us, you can check us out on Anchor and Spotify and YouTube. Send us an email, leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, all that bullshit. You know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Philip. Final thoughts. Yeah, in the uh, words words of Corpse Grinder, forever. Walls of flesh will stand. The rotting (laughs) emptiness will fill through all the walls. Well, thank you, Corpse Grinder. (laughs) How appropriate for the end of this film. Indeed. (laughs) All right, bye, guys. Bye.